0: Yo, yo, welcome, welcome to the millennials podcast. My name is Meeks. You can find me at the young underscore pilgrim on Instagram. We're gonna be discussing everything that implicates young people today. So thanks for joining and we hope that you enjoy. Welcome to the Millennials Podcast. My name is Meeks, and you can find me at the young underscore pilgrim on all your favorite platforms. If this is your first time joining us, cheers for joining the team. And we look forward to you staying with us along this journey. So the traditional wife or the trad wife is back. Have you heard? So the word is on the street that this idea of a traditional housewife is trending, at least on social media, it is with a few people showing off the fact that they are working from home as stay at home moms and making a living by doing maybe social media marketing or being a social media influencer. However, they are happily married and often and they have a child in tow working from home or working part time away from the house. The idea here is that working does not necessarily impede being a wife. And so why not do both? Because in the long run, studies are showing that people are much more happier when they're in a committed married relationship. So let's talk about this idea of traditional wives. I watched an episode of The Hill Rising show with my favorite hostess, Brianna Joy Gray. She was not the one hosting the episode on traditional wives, but I think she'd be a good one. Quick plug for Young black professionals who are looking to settle down. I think there's a good number of them who are starting to see the value in that. I believe the CEO of Blavity, I forget what her name is, recently settled down. And we're seeing a lot of women who are millennials getting to their late 30s into their early 40s who are actually trying to make this move, which is fantastic. So I just want to talk about this idea of a traditional wife. And we're seeing these studies and social media posts about this happening and it's becoming more ubiquitous. And I guess social media is not a judge for how the world is actually operating in the real world, but it's it's an indication of some interest in that direction. So there is some correlation and maybe we'll see after this if there's any causation. But this study or this trend is mainly attributed to Gen Z's, but I'm going to put it in the context of millennials and see how it goes from there. So I'll just speak personally about my interest. I have traveled a lot in the last few years and I've found some really incredible women from across the spectrum of womanhood, which is fantastic, which gives me, I think, an interesting perspective that I hope I can kind of share and perhaps be able to get some feedback. If you agree or disagree, feel free to Leave it in the comments. So, my tendency is to really enjoy the company of smart women, forget the race, generally just smart women or savvy women. They don't have to have had a PhD like my man Kevin Samuels would make fun of, just savvy, whether they're street smart or business smart or just have some level of intelligence. I'm really attracted to that. And I found that when I was traveling, that's the caliber of women that I'm starting to actually find or at least I'm attracting. Now, I'm not a big supporter of this idea of the law of attraction. I think generally speaking, it's just where you place yourself and you find in the spaces that you place yourself that you kind of interact with those people needless to say i found myself being attracted to and talking to women of a type of intellectual kind of capacity which i was interested in and what i found is they tend to be science-based oriented individuals in other words engineers scientists or have an interest in the sciences for some odd reason that's kind of like their natural makeup however here's a caveat a good number of them have kind of left that field and are indulging more of their creative aspects and going into the arts for example museums and just kind of trying to do their own thing in terms of startups really engaging with the creative side of their abilities which is super interesting because it's like feminism basically opened the door for women to get into the tech and the finance sector because the tech and the finance sector needed labor and at the time there weren't too many people in their 60s 70s 80s you know migrating into the US the immigration laws based on labor were kind of sketchy so they were like you know what we're gonna use the talent that we can get beyond men and let's see how that works out. And so women got into this space of being able to work and were basically recruited by finance and tech. And even if to this date, they're not so well represented in tech, there's still a good number of women who are doing extremely well in the tech sector. However, in finance and engineering and the STEM space. Over time, the number of women in these spaces has increased, which is great. But my point is that as women went into these spaces, because there was a greater supply, the salaries um, for women in these spaces was kind of not as high, generally speaking, than their male counterparts. They were like, this is cheap labor. And so this has kind of driven this idea of women being able to, break into fields that men particularly were first movers in and are now breaking the ceiling in a whole range of ways and means, which is fine. Again, I think what we're noticing now is I have my house, I have my nice single family place in the DMV area, for example, or in the tri-state region. You know, I have a good amount saved up. I have $50,000 I can put on a down payment for a home if I need it, but I'm not quite settled down yet with a guy, right? So millennials, women, a lot of them who didn't get married early on, or maybe they tried, got divorced, they're now having to reckon with this idea of what do I do next and that's where the conundrum comes in. It's like trade-offs between the workforce do I try and shoot for that CEO position first and then try and see if I can find somebody else And you know we're starting to see conversations about doing both at the same time uh, because you can actually walk and look around at the same time, right so, We've seen the extreme negative aspect of this idea of pushing the work agenda for women. In fact, unfortunately, there was a lady in Lincoln University in um, Indiana who lost her life and committed suicide because of the pressures of the job that she was in. Racially charged issues caused her to kind of go over the edge, as I think she had mental health issues. But the idea is she didn't have the support system to kind of help her kind of go through that. And that's what we're finding with young millennials and older millennials. And, you know, Gen Zers are starting to wake up to the fact that we have to have a partner when things hit the fan. You know, during COVID, a lot of women actually like that were single started to realize how difficult things can be when you have to go into the supermarket to forage for tissues and paper towels. And, you know, guys are in there fighting and you don't have a man to do this kind of stuff for you. You just have to come to the realization that there are times that I would love to have a man around. And so this idea of the traditional wife is definitely coming back. And for me, when I was outside the United States traveling, I was meeting women who are coming to terms with this idea. And it was very refreshing to kind of get a sense of the international perspective of Yeah, I'm really good in the sciences. I can work at any number of tech firms, Intel, Google and the like. But I'm choosing to kind of one, do my own creative designs and my own creative work. And then two, I'm also thinking about maybe settling down someday and therefore not putting too much onus on this professional life, right? And I thought that was super refreshing. And so I'm I'm attracted to that. I'm attracted to a woman who's able to balance this idea of work and home life and social life and religious life and not overdo one over the other. And I'm sure women would say the same thing about men. So let's just be fair and um, level the playing field here. So another thing that's come up in regard to this traditional wife thing is actually a positive thing that I noticed recently is so there's a famous fashion designer his name is Tremaine and he's the designer who created Denim Tears, which is a well-known label. And he's pretty famous for working with guys like Virgil Abloh and Kanye West and most recently Supreme. So Tremaine Emery. And I was reading an article about his life uh, recently here on GQ and they went into the fact that he had a cardiac issue last year and it was pretty intense and he had to be rushed into hospital and luckily for him the night that this thing happened he was with his girlfriend who is apparently now his wife they got married and she was extremely supportive spending numerous nights by him in the hospital in new york on the upper east side i think it was the presbyterian hospital and she basically was ride or die with this guy and i think they worked at supreme together uh, but didn't tell folks in the office that they were together nonetheless she was extremely supportive of tremaine during his convalescence and the idea is to find someone who can be supportive and you guys have a shared vision as partners because they're both in the art industry and they both enjoy the banter and obsequious kind of talk about fashion culture. Uh, She's white, but she definitely has a perspective in street culture and understanding how fashion has evolved over time. The fashion industry is very white and they're trying to kind of appropriate or at least understand black culture and are using that lens to basically market products to the global market of fashion uh, recipients. And I think it's interesting that he found that type of woman right at the time when he would have needed support. And she probably found the right type of guy when she needed support or in the near future will need support now that they're married. But I think that's just such a great story to kind of highlight with millennials, because I think Tremaine is probably my age, um, late 30s into early 40s. And I think now is a good time for him to kind of start slowing things down, taking care of his health and really like getting with a partner who both of them combined can do a really incredible amount of work in terms of breaking into this industry that's so myopic and closed to black talent. If you listen to the Two Ray podcast with Tremaine Emery, I think it's very interesting how he ended up leaving Supreme and the issues there, the racialized issues. I'll just briefly say that when your creative project becomes corporate, it loses its identity. And I think this is what some people are failing to understand. And you can go back to the podcast I did on Virgil Abloh to get a sense of where I'm coming from in that in that regard. But not to detour too far. I do want to mention that yeah, partnerships are the way to go. And being a traditional wife is not a bad look in this day and age for a whole number of reasons. And I think I've listed a few here that you can think about. I'll tell you this, though. My cousin told me recently that his wife basically had to stop working and take care of the kids because it turned out that hiring help or taking the kids to daycare, they have two now, was more expensive than her getting a full time job. And basically the math didn't work. The math didn't math, like I've heard people say recently. And it made more sense for her to be a stay at home mom and he would just work um, more hours. He's partner at a major firm, so he's getting enough bread but it just made more sense. And at the same token, you're raising your own children. So you're instilling the values that you want to see in them directly without going through the conduit of a daycare center where you kind of have to do a little bit more management than you probably would have liked or have the time for. So the percentages in terms of stats, 25% of young women now are stay at home women, at least in the Gen Z millennials um, cohorts, and 56% of the same of women across the board would prefer to be stay at homes, but are unable to to do so at the Time. So it's a matter of trying to find the right partner and making the math do the math work so that you can figure out a way to raise a family, be happy, get income, be fulfilled as a woman in terms of giving back to society or making your own income if you must. I'm not of the idea that the lady of the house has to completely stop working. I think there should be a way for her to engage in her creative interests or her very serious interests and still be able to be a suitable wife and a good mother. And I think ultimately that's the kind of situation. Situation. That used to be the case. Let's speak to the African-American community, even during Jim Crow, because you actually didn't have a choice. And in as much as it was difficult, the family system and the family unit was connected. It was it was in sync. And, you know, economists have made this argument. You know, there's an economist, a black economist that recently passed Walter Williams from George Mason, who who made this argument and a few others from Stanford Economics Department, um, the Hoover Institute. So Thomas Sowell and those guys have made this argument that the family unit actually in the the long run improves not just your outcomes as a family economically, but also makes a community better. And I think now we're finally seeing people waking up to this fact and saying, you know, feminism, the first iteration, the second iteration had some really interesting ideas and were actually in the interest of women. And I think, you know, these other iterations after that have kind of gone a little too far. And there's this idea of maybe we need to just go back to the second iteration of feminism and then start from there. And it's not a bad thing to do because you have to be able to reflect and see what's worked in the past without making people feel guilty about doing that. And again, I'm going to hearken to people like the Blavity uh, CEO, like these are women who are really push for this idea of women empowerment, but they're also very realistic, right? So I would encourage women to start thinking about how to just kind of go back to the things that worked back then, even if it goes against, let's say, the mainstream idea of the BLM's version of uh, feminism, for instance, right? This Marxist approach. And I think, what I would like to also add here is that the influence of social media is part of the reason that it's been more challenging for women to move back into the space that they feel naturally comfortable to perform as a girlfriend, as a traditional wife. The impact of social media on trying to influence women to go their own way has really hampered this idea of how we should engage with men. I mean, I've reached out to a few women locally and the engagement has been weird. It's kind of like women have all these like lists of what they're looking for and the guy based on what they've seen on the internet online. You know, there's like couple goals, all this stuff that you're seeing. And it's sometimes it's glorified in a way that's negative. Insofar as you're seeing really cool couples doing, you know, coming up with business ideas or traveling, I think often the the reaction that people might get from that is this idealized version of couplehood, which is not the case. And then the other extreme is seeing women who are just kind of flaunting their own success and showing this one particular side of their success without necessarily showing the other side like your social media influencer she goes home and has nobody and she's out there editing all these videos she's stressed out and as a result she's hitting that vino really hard albeit from Italy she's hitting it hard and you know she's not necessarily happy because you're putting on some pounds that maybe you don't want to you know I'll give you an example when I was in LA so me and this guy a really cool kid I met from uh he's from New Orleans we went out to this lounge he took me to and so we're engaging with these girls so there was a Nigerian girl who was really cool tall we both wanted to talk to her she was really interesting at least Uh, Visually, she was. And she had two other friends who were also pretty cool. We got distracted. So as we were getting ready to talk to them, the tall Nigerian girl got into a cab and she left. So I head over to the group we both do. We start engaging with the other two. And one of them tells me, she's like, yeah, basically tomorrow there's an Afrobeat thing. You should pull up all this stuff. We do the whole Instagram exchange. And I'm like, Lit, in my mind, I want to actually engage with her friend. And so I asked her, like, I was just being real, like, is your friend going to be there tomorrow? And she was like, yeah, I hope so. And so ultimately the next day, I ended up going to see my friends outside of LA. I got back super late. Um, I was unable to reach out and go to that event, the Afrobeat thing, because it was supposed to be during lunch or brunch or whatever. But I went to this girl's web page on Instagram, and she was like, um, you know, like an up-and-coming influencer. So I'm hoping I would see I would see her friend at this brunch thing. But unfortunately, I was unable to to show up to it. Anyway, so I intend to reach out to this girl on the gram. But when I'm getting ready to, I realize that you know we're no longer friends on there. I- I'm not sure what happened if you know she unliked, so i'm like i I reach out to my guy i'm like yo do you have the the chicks like contacts and he's like nah and luckily enough i had kind of screenshot the other girl's um, profile and yeah i noticed that this girl effectively stopped following me after we we got to hang out the night before evidently it was because i asked if her friend's going to be there and as a good friend you know you would think you'd want to help your friend out if someone that you think is interesting wants to meet your friend you would kind of make that happen but that wasn't the case she was actually blocking a friend from uh hanging out with with me and and hopefully this guy if he was able to show up to the event as well and that's the issue and like of social media and how it's playing a part in retarding finding a traditional wife for guys like me who are in the real world who are actually trying to go to different places to experience different things and try and meet the type of women that would be mentally stimulating physically attractive spiritually engaging and the whole nine of course sometimes people meet online i've never gone on a dating app before it's not my thing. I think there needs to be kind of this move back to meeting people where they are, having conversations, talking to the girl at the coffee shop when she has downtime. Like that's the way people used to kind of interact and meet and really get to know each other back in the day. And I'm encouraging you guys, the listener, to go back to finding places where you can have genuine interactions with people. You don't necessarily have to be looking for a husband or a wife. This is just the way I think we should kind of think about going to, to do engage with people in the real world and moving away from social media because, again, that's an opaque space and 50 to 70% of that stuff is just for the birds. In any event, I do want to say that from a spiritual perspective, a lot of people refer to Proverbs 31 to kind of give you a sense of who the virtuous wife should be. And I think it's a good guide to definitely look into for men who have a spiritual need for a wife. Proverbs 31 really gives folks a good basis of what an ideal wife would look like. And in contrast, Proverbs 7, also written by David, gives you a sense of what a not so kosher wife would be and cautions young men to not follow their base instincts when they are going out into the dating marketplace. And that's been the downfall, I think, for many a man is that they're just going going to women based on their libido. So if if men can kind of actually mitigate that and kind of slow that process down at least gen z men and definitely young young millennial men we're part of part of the problem because if we're chasing everything that looks like a red bone with hips for days that's part of the issue because then women basically play the game also they're like okay what can i get from this situation and are not compelled to think about a long-term relationship so in as much as you know men want traditional women and wives we're the ones who set the pace for that and so i encourage and hearken back to this idea of what david is saying in proverbs 31 just opposed to proverbs Seven on how you should determine which women to kind of go after stop the dms we've all been implicated in that myself included let's stop doing that and really go back to trying to find folks in the real world if you're going to reach out on the dm do reach out and say yo like let's connect like i reached out to this girl when i was in new york really cool girl like she's african-american lives in queens and i was like yo let's hang out um she had just been to i think it was ghana in december which is when a lot of artists go to Ghana to hang out, Africella, all this cool stuff happens. And so she seemed like an interesting girl. But I'm like, yo, I'm in town. You have time. Let's link up because she was flirting with me back and forth on the DMs. But like she went cold turkey and, you know, I could have kind of pushed and pushed. But my, my instinct was just basically, you know, she might be going through something like don't push too hard. Just relax, fall back, which is what I ended up doing. And sometimes you have to bite the bullet. But over time if you keep doing those type of reps you'll find quality and i guarantee you i've met so many incredible women in the last two years and i'm really encouraged that there are women out there who are very serious about their well-being from a whole a whole range of being ready for a relationship and particularly being ready to be a traditional wife yo thanks for listening i really appreciate it if you have any questions you know where to hit me up and until next time let's connect adios cabron Yo, yo, welcome. Welcome to the Millennials Podcast. My name is Meeks. You can find me at the young underscore Pilgrim on Instagram. We're going to be discussing everything that implicates young people today. So thanks for joining and we hope that you enjoy.